Hello everybody and welcome back to episode 27 of the Resurrected A Winner Is You podcast. As ever, my name is David and I am sitting, think of something quick, many, 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 many train miles across Mr. Alex Aldridge. How are you doing today, Alex? Ahoy hoy, many stations apart. We are many stations apart. Which one of us is the first and which one of us is the final station? Probably you. Well, if we keep recording and we just sit here for a while, we'll see who dies first, I guess. Good point. Yeah. Unless first one to start in, coughing you... is infected in by the gas. Or or COVID, one of the two. Whoa, we've just time stamped ourselves, I suppose. Within a two year period, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. And however long this carries on for. And it could be ten years, you never know. Yeah, okay, we're still gonna be I was speaking to my workmates, right? And I this may be a hot this this is a hot hot COVID take, right? Yeah. I could see us having, right, so you know how, well, oh, you don't have to so much in England, but in Scotland, we still have to wear masks if we go anywhere that's indoors in a public place. So like in a shop, oh, wow, okay. like that, we still got to wear masks and things like that. I can envision a scenario in which, well, maybe Scotland, but not England, I don't know. Um, we've, we're going to have, I could see us having to wear masks on a plane for maybe a decade. Could, do you see, is does that, over, am I over the top with that? Because I got shot down, told I was talking absolute ro- rotten, rotten, rubbish. <laughs> You're talking rotten, you are, son. Um... I don't know I, how I even f- well, feel about well, going on a plane right now. Well, you're thinking about that, because I still see people when if I'm ever like going ab- abroad and stuff, and you encounter like a flight that's come from Asia, they still wear masks pre like pre COVID. Well, I'm talking. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they always did. They they wore masks like from SARS, which is like from what twenty two thousand and eight, nine, ten odd. Uh, which is another variation of the coronavirus, right? Oh, is it? Okay, that's interesting. And if they're still going. I don't see any reason why we wouldn't be still going in a decade's time because eventually it just becomes part of the culture, right? If you're not feeling well, put on a mask. Would be quite nice if people did that, wouldn't it? Yeah. It's not going to make you feel any better. I mean, I wouldn't want to have a cold and then put a mask on. Um, <laughs> no. But, I mean, it's not exactly a very good uh, example of a place where you expect masks to disappear quickly. But obviously, while my wife was giving birth i had to wear a mask which was right. quite okay. annoying. So th- this is yeah i was actually going to touch on this and since you've brought it up i feel safe talking about this on on a podcast this is the first time i've seen you since you've become a dad so how was how do i look how do you... oh, i look really really awake <laughs> La- last time i saw you you had a full head of hair you didn't have a beard you looked like... <laughs> <laughs> last time you saw me i was four years younger <laughs> In every so you, sense of the word. So you've done it. You've gone through one of the the biggest. This hat was life. black before last week. <laughs> Have you just been sweating on it and turned it grey? I was just grey. Yeah, my hat's. My, I'm so stressed. Even my hat's gone grey. <laughs> um, I'm actually good. doing okay. I've had a I've had, um, I've had a good amount of time for gaming. Uh, good. Babies uh, do indeed sleep a lot. 
Um, yeah, from what I hear, the first couple of weeks, they do a lot of sleeping, and then they'll start kicking off, so you're probably pretty safe for a while. She, um, yeah, she's sort of, she gets into this, what they call cluster feeding, where she just kind of keeps wanting to eat, um, mainly at night time. <laughs> Did you grow out of it? I feel like that's what I do. <laughs> well, I mean, you probably wouldn't eat for like an hour, and then go to sleep for two minutes, and then eat again. I, no, I hope. No, no. Um... Yeah, so we were told as well, we had some woman come around, like this specialist sort of breastfeeding expert to help my wife kind of get it down. And uh, she said something like, oh, yeah, you need to you need to have them sitting upright for 20 minutes after they feed, which seemed excessive to me. And we've since confirmed that that's only if they've got some kind of like acid reflux or some other condition that I can't remember the name of. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think that my wife obviously took that information decided she was going to immediately implement it and so every time she fed her she'd then sit her upright and then she'd just wake up straight away so then she'd want to feed again so i kept saying to her like are you sure you can't just put her to bed she's she's fallen asleep you're just waking her up again like over she had one night where she's basically up all night doing it and i'm just sitting there like well i can't do this so if i ever enter this situation i can absolutely guarantee you that annie my girlfriend for our listeners are is going to if if any midwife says that to her she's going to whip out the phone and start setting timers she is definitely going to do that oh uh, every time it. we're feeding like rachel says oh what's the exact time on your phone right now because she needs to write it down because every three hours we have to feed her so i say we again it, it was me when we couldn't get breastfeeding down but now we can i've just been told i have to change every nappy as a trade-off which is odd it's well, just an odd way of... Div- I mean, it's fair. It's it's, it's fair. Yeah. It's just a funny way of dividing the labour in that my wife's job involves basically getting top her tits out all the, the time. End. My job involves looking at shit and arse all the time. So it's very strange. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like there's a metaphor there for your day job. So maybe it's, it's something like, like that, yeah. Yeah, you go from looking at shit from people's day job or like <laughs> IT stuff day in, day out... <laughs> I don't know how we can relate my wife's job as a teacher with her having her tits out all the time. Though that'd be a bit odd. No, no, I don't think. Yeah, we won't. It's a very specific uh, kind of teacher. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the listeners can figure out what kind of teacher I'm referring to. Yeah. I, don't, I don't even think I know. So, um, but so the game. I am playing, tired, but not too bad. I've that's been, good. I'm, I'm glad to hear it, buddy, and I'm I'm glad to see that you seem happy and you seem well and you seem. Oh, my anxiety's through the roof. Let's <laughs> not be. There's no. It's, it's definitely. Uh, it's incredibly stressful. Well, I did. Um, I did consider. So, so I hope this is taken in the joke it's meant to be, and not a serious, and not like a serious like dig at you but i was i was actually wondering whether whether it was safe to say like at what point does does your crippling anxiety that you've had over the last couple of years transform from being stressed about your own body to being absolutely stressed about someone else's body it was an instant as soon as you um yeah, well yeah but then obviously that does things to your own body so then you go back to yourself again and then, and then it's you just a trade-off a constant trade-off yeah yeah, like, oh my god, is she okay? <laughs> Stress about that for like two days, and then you're like, man, I feel really rough. God, what's going on with me? And then it just goes back and forth. Oh man, um, but yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure at some point, because my mum was always like, oh, as soon as you have your own kid, all your worries about yourself will all disappear. You'll just be solely focused on them. So every time I like worry about myself, is uh, I'm, I'm sitting there thinking like, you lied. You said this would yeah. stop. <laughs> And I also feel like I'm I'm bad. I can't even do anxiety right. I'm doing, just well, still selfish. I will, I, well, 
I was about to say the the pressure's on me because at some point you're getting we, we we do have a good and quite a successful and quite an enjoyable Apex team at the moment. But at some point you're <laughs> gonna get you're gonna get old and I'm gonna need to trade you in. So it's on you to bring up the new generation. So let's give it what well, we'll give it. You're five. not gonna get old, are you? <laughs> no, 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 no. Just <laughs> me. We'll give it five I'm, years. I imagine me having a kid will age me more rapidly than you will age. Yeah, exactly. That's probably pretty. Well, sad, I don't yeah. know. Maybe the amount I drink will probably will maybe even. Oh yeah, up you a might keep bit. up. Yeah, yeah probably, you'll balance it out. I, what I'm doing is really a public service with the, the amount I the amount of alcohol I intake. I'm really just serving. <laughs> it's the at community. least a service to the alcohol industry, anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, at some point I'm going to give it. I was going to say five. That's maybe a bit harsh on you. So we'll give it eight years, and then I'll trade you in to Alex 2.0. Okay, I'll and see we'll if she can get up to snuff by then. Start training her in Fortnite early, early, and then Apex will no, be an absolute dream. I can't train her at Fortnite. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> what I are you? Gonna, I know what kind of like training is you? Are you going to be able to give her? You're going to be. She's going to be mad good at collecting Mario stars. Yeah, she might know where all the musical notes are for the first level of Banjo Kazooie. I think mm-hmm. I still know where they all are off heart. Off yeah, heart. that's a solid beginning. Banjo Kazooie yeah, is so. like a. I, I, at what point do you have to become the guy that writes into video game podcasts to ask about how to introduce their kids to games? Or are you just going to. Don't need that advice. We are a podcast. People should write into me and ask me how to do it. Exactly, exactly. And uh, my answer will be if they need to be sort of shaken and not shaken not like that girl who shook that baby to death but like you know motioned and sung to sleep shaken or stirred what, what uh i seem to be drifting between either the curb your enthusiasm theme or the end credits to mario world i don't know why that's happened <laughs> so now basically every time like rach comes in she's like can you just try helping her settle down for a bit I'm like, yeah sure and it works she comes and goes oh you got her to sleep well done I'm like yep i know what she's dreaming about riding them yoshis <laughs> but yeah having a kid's not too bad i played a lot of switch you know what? i played shinobi 3 in the fucking hospital okay um don't know why did you enjoy it well i tell you i tell you exactly i'll tell you why i did actually because I thought I might try and get a head start on whatever it is I needed to write about for the next Sega Mania magazine. Uh-huh. I thought, well, I've got the Mega Drive collection on the Switch. Yeah, I've got my Switch going. in the hospital. Let's have a go. But none of the games I've got to cover are on there. So I just thought, well, what do I actually want to play on here? Oh, I've never really played Shinobi. Uh, Shinobi, Revenge of Shinobi, the second one. No. I've, I've play- Third oh, one. I've Good. played a Shinobi game for the Sega Mega Drive, I think, but I don't know which one I've played. Yeah, I think there are three. Okay, so we've narrowed it down. What's so? Yeah, Shinobi is that a series that is worth bringing back? Because if is, what's is is it Stalker Striker Striker Strider Strider got there? That's the one that came back on the PS4. That is, game is excellent. Is that so? One. Is that a, is that a Shinobi game or is that just a different just a, a different a another ninja game? Same. I don't even it, know if he's a ninja. You know, it's more it, like um. In my mind, that, that that played a lot like the Shinobi game I played, except instead of walls yeah, and stuff that I saw the guy jumping over, it was like barbed wire, not like like you know, like chicken wire mesh fences. I saw. Yeah, him. yeah, and I'm gonna have to look it up for the next podcast, and I'll just drop it in randomly. So if you're listening to this podcast or watching, I suppose, in next week I'm just gonna randomly say a game name, and hopefully you'll get the you'll get the reference. yeah. There was one. Uh, that I should never have mentioned because I can't remember the name of it. But I saw some dude playing it on the Games Master, old Games Master episodes I was watching the other day. 
and uh, still going with that. Are you? That one looked enjoying right. it. Yeah, but one thing apparently that is not enjoyable, and I haven't tested this for myself, but apparently the new games master is like heinous. Oh, it's full of like. Oh yeah, I thought we were still waiting on it. Well, see, the confusing thing about it is, is that it's not on television. It's on like all four, oh. maybe also YouTube. But okay, apparently. I have. I don't have access to normal TV in my TV anymore. Like it's not plugged into an aerial, so it has to be streamable, um, or it's not getting watched. Well, there you go. It's only streamable. Okay. Oh, it's all four only. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Sorry. it's just there. I, I, try, like, I generally at... try to. So I generally try to avoid Channel Four stuff because the streaming stuff service is so bad in the ads. If you try and even mess oh. with an ad when it comes up, it'll like I hear. I'd be randomly up here playing a game, um, and I'll just hear Annie shouting downstairs. And it'll be because she's tried to watch Bake Off and she's tried to mess with the adverts and it's put her right back to the start of the whole show. <laughs> <laughs> and this happens on a you, weekly basis. Yeah, or you pause it and then it brings... it. I paused it the other day and it came up with like Clifford the Big Red Dog and my dog went but, mental. Oh, there's a thing coming out about that. Have they made like a movie or something? Yeah, or? something like that, yeah. Because that was she like hated a kid's him, TV show that sat alongside like Williams Wish Wellingtons and then there was like some sort of barnard the dog maybe that was like one of those dulux dogs i remember I had welly boots of them when i was a kid <laughs> oh nice yeah uh, nice. you just said a whole bunch of stuff i've never heard of i thought you were oh. going to start talking about like you've never heard Arthur of williams wish wellingtons oh you're gonna have to google that maybe watch i'm some, gonna watch an episode in between um games master episodes yeah old ones not the new ones because apparently yeah. yeah apparently the new one is full of like 25 year old instagrammers Oh. not geeky teenage kids or even although, younger than although, that if they were going to be like the influencers of the ilk of that guy remember that e3 episode episode that e3 presentation of a need for speed game where the guy totally sh- like pooped the bed on I camera I, i'd i'd watch that maybe because <laughs> that was, that was so good <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wish, uh, uh, the, uh, the game's called Need for Speed check it out <laughs> that was so I forgot all about him that's that's died as a, a death recently isn't it like there's not been an abundance of E3 cringe in recent years well I suppose because they've been doing these like Virtual last year they E3s, just did the yeah, yeah where it's, it's not live so they just kind of record it and edit out any fuck ups it's just not got the also, potential for cringe it used to listening to the giant bombcast um today and they were talking about or one of the guys jeff bacalar on the episode was talking about how he's sort of resigned himself to the next time he's going to be on a plane is going to be around june because he thinks that the next e3 is going to be an in-person event and that'll be the first thing he goes to in like two and a half three years what a thrill what a thrill i do you know do you know what I am disappointed that E3 has sort of died before you and I made it. I like, I like, I would have loved to have yeah. made it to an E3 and gone to an E3 because that was always the sort of goal when I was when we, you and yeah. I were podcasting when we were at uni. It's like I want to go to an E3 as a as a as a member of the press. And now E3 doesn't really exist properly anymore, so it's never yeah, going to happen. I mean, I what do that... we shoot for now? A PAX? I don't know. Oh well, maybe. I mean, I know that um, Goomba Stomp sends people there, so. It's just it's never going to be us, it. is it? Cause... We may still make it. <laughs> Can't be flying to LA now. Too no. late. It's all gone. We did Gamescom. We every time we go, we hate them anyway. So oh. 
Which is yeah, just boring. They are. I mean, like that's the thing, isn't it? They're actually not fun. <laughs> so, no, they're really not cool. They're they're a grind and they're like exhausting. You come back, like you come back and you're just like, that was. I I need to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Was... Well, you 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 end you sort of end the entire event where you've done you've done nothing but be sort of surrounded by games and people making games and Standing the ability cute. to play all these new games and then on, on, then as soon as the event's over you're like man I can't wait to play an actual game because all of that was just like 15 minutes of yeah. shit I don't even care I don't remember it Standing I was trying to go back like and actually two, two hour queues to get 15 minutes of Resident Evil 2 remake or whatever it was we did Although we played that, was, that one was worth it. There. That was that was good. That was worth it. Spider Man was worth it. Sekiro was worth it. The Se- Sekiro was definitely worth it. Um, Fallout seventy six was, was not worth it. Well, that wasn't. We didn't even get to play that. No, we, we, we just got, got to watch the trailer yeah, again with some Todd Howard lies. Do you know what though? Like probably one of the game that put me the put the biggest grin in my mug was um, Forza Horizon when we went and played that. At Gamescom. Yeah, because that demo was absolutely spectacular. Yeah. Was that there? Or was yeah. that somewhere else? Yeah, that was where we played that. Um, we we what did we? Can you remember what we played when we split up? Like, I went and played Battlefield. I played some Division. Um, we mm. I, I, we've played a game that still hasn't been released yet. We've played that Ubisoft pirate game. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, don't don't cross your fingers for that one, <laughs> Jolly Roger, Dodger, whatever it was called. Yeah, what was it called? Something like that. Because. Uh, some in sales, some in sales, maybe. No, because that's uh, the no, that's the Amazon. Black flag, no. Black flag. That's the Assassin's Amazon, Creed that, game. Amazon Black Flag. No, that's that's totally wrong. Um, <laughs> Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Uh, what was that game called? But it's it's not it, like from what we played of it, it's either going to be dramatically different, or it's going to crash and burn because Sea of Thieves has come out since, and that is everything that, that game should have been. When did we play Sea of Thieves? Skull and Bones. Skull there and it Bones. Is. There we what? are. Do you know what also upset? I don't know if I've got it. I hope I've got it. I, sh- I hope I've kept it. I had a, we got given some like we got given a flag from Skull and Bones. I've got a Skull yeah, and we Bones did. flag going about somewhere in this room. Oh, I'll need to I'll need to see if I can find it. That is something I better have kept. If I've thrown that out, I'm gonna have to have a word with myself. I. <laughs> I actually can't remember where any of the stuff from conventions. And the other thing is. I've got I, is was that because Spider Man was wasn't released at that point. We played Spider Man. I've got we had like a German newspaper. Oh yeah. The only thing I definitely know where it is is I've got dog tags from Battlefield Five in that cupboard yeah. beside me there, hanging up that I got given. Um, I, I'm struggling to think of anything we've ever got from a convention that's actually been useful. What about Maybe what, when what, we what played are you talking that... about? Your Ouya? Oh yeah, I got a hundred quid for that. And, and do you know, do you like legit the best thing I think I've got from a, a convention is that Hitman statue that we got. Yeah, mine's sort of roundabout. That was there. actually cool. Yeah, and and probably t-shirts. Yeah, up there. Like I've got some cool t-shirts that I wear to bed, but I don't think I'd wear them out in public. Just yeah, exact same. Yeah, but like um, they're, they're good. That Sekiro t-shirt I've got is actually a good quality t-shirt. It's not like my Xbox one that is just cheap. I do like that Xbox one though. Mm. Oh, actually, no, that's what am I talking about? The the lanyard that we got for Xbox Game Pass. I wear that. To, I have my work pass on that. I've got there that we go. somewhere as well. Makes me feel yeah. like a right boss walking about. Like <laughs> everybody else works for a fucking hair straightener company. I right, have got an Xbox lanyard. <laughs> um, uh, and also we got uh, what's it called? There was that game to, and that's where I had the word devil in the title, and it was like a really shit 
Devil May Cry ripoff. Maybe it didn't. Have oh, I know what you mean because you were on, you but, were on the preview for that. I think you ended up doing. I wasn't. Yeah, um, and they gave us like a USB stick. So they did. They did, and we also got, that's actually useful. I, is um, what's that disc throwing game called again? Windjammers. Is that out yet? That's I don't one. know. They gave us a beer. I don't know. <laughs> they gave us a beer, so maybe that wins. Oh, they did. Yeah. We're trying to get them. I'm. I've been tasked with trying to get in touch with them for uh, Sega Mania, and I can't. I can't remember why. Dot Emu must have done something Sega related recently, and I, I don't know what it was. Cool. But I was like, I was just like, oh yeah, I met them at Gamescom. He's like, oh, do you still have their contact info? I was like, uh, maybe. I definitely don't. I don't. <laughs> the guy would never give me the time of day now. It's been like three years. Hey, hey, we're still here. We're still fighting. We're still swinging. Yeah. You're in a published Good magazine point. now, man. Yeah, and you're a Battlefield reviewer, or are you? Have mm-hmm. you finished it yet? Played it? Is it still going? Terrible? Still going. Um, do you know what? This is the thing: is that it's no Apex, and I'm wasted on Apex. It is. I've been watching a lot of coverage for it, which when you're reviewing, that poison your ideas. Well, this is the problem: is I feel like to like I'm always would love a bit of like a bit of what your feelings are on this, but like. When it comes to a video game, and you like it, like because we couldn't get a code for this, so I had to buy, I bought I bought it. Um, oh, but I was going to buy it anyway because I've got a friend, uh, Tony, and his wee porn actually. Tony's been playing it, so I was like, I'll buy it, play, play with you, and hang out. And I was like, well, I'm going to get it anyway. I may as well try and get a free code for it. Did not get a free code, so I had to buy it. And then I've been playing it and been watching coverage of it. So like, one thing I struggle with when you're reviewing a game, my gut is avoid all review coverage of yeah. it and just don't watch anything so i haven't same be, for ha- this really i haven't read same. review i haven't been reading reviews i haven't been reading like people's opinions of it but i do listen to is it young yay and stuff like that and i i, I watch yeah. like various oh, he's like, been slaying it news-based content i feel like as soon as it comes up i should just get away mm. but i've seen stuff I've not had these problems. I've had the odd occasion where I feel like what I'm shooting is maybe not registering, but also I've bought it yeah. on PC. Oh. So I'm new to mouse and keyboard and I'm also struggling with the sort of mouse and keyboard ethos and like in terms of using one and making sure it works and like cuz like it's not something I I usually use a controller. So it's hard to tell whether and this is why I need to keep playing it. It's hard to tell whether I'm actually encountering these problems or I'm just not very good with it. Mm. Um, and but but for the most part, I've not seen the cheating. I've not seen the issues. I've not had the game crash, and I've not had the same problems that people are getting these games. I've not had the problems with like the loading or the lack of loading um, textures and stuff like that. I I've honestly not seen it. Um, my my. And, and and to an extent, maybe this is going to be more useful of a review because obviously because we didn't get a code for it because of EA decided it was going to be bad or they were expecting it not <laughs> to be well received. They didn't give yeah. out codes to everyone. But maybe maybe because this review is going to be late, it's going to be more useful because I actually haven't had those problems. And eventually those mm. problems are, I would assume and hope, and if they aren't, then EA need to sort themselves out. But like these things are maybe going to, iron themselves out and yeah my issue with huh. it so far is that it's for a 
for a series that is what how old now 20 years old at least yeah it's, probably late 90s it's it's sorely lacking in features there's four game modes mm. there's like 18 guns in the game it's like for a game that is built on the chaotic madness of battle and just being able to sort of create your custom loadout and create the character that you want the character or the loadout or the whatever it is yeah. that you want the to class use in a fight the is, class yeah, yeah. It's, it's really, really lacking in that. You can basically be assault, you can be sniper rifle, and there's like four sniper rifles. And it's it's just like, there's not a lot of options here and not enough options. And the fact that they... I don't know. I don't know. I'll I'll, I'll speak to you off, offline about this because probably... Yeah. like there's, It's not like we've got an embargo or anything about it, but it's probably, it's probably quite boring to hear me try and parse a game that... That's not written in the episode title. Of no, this and and there are more, but there's moments of of playing this game where I'm like, this game is awesome. But say okay. like a man, a match lasts forty minutes. This that this game is awesome lasts five minutes, and then there's thirty five minutes of me getting frustrated and getting annoyed and just being thinking yeah. like this game is not enough. Like the first person genre has moved forward. In fact, we're beyond charging like sixty quid for a game that is dec- that that is non-functional at launch when there's free games like apex that are knocking out the park we can we can halo like, infinite's free halo infinite for the moment and it's launched it was launched a song alongside halo infinite and there's another well call of duty but people don't seem to be liking that very much either at the mm. moment but it's launching alongside massive hitters in the in the industry and, it's, it's and that just, hell let loose as well supposed to be pretty good exactly and it's just falling so sorely short i'm like is this a good is this a good game yeah is it better than halo and is it better than apex no is the answer and is it better than the old battlefields absolutely no and you've got to pay for you you've got to pay for this game and like apex and halo are free it's like mm-hmm. oh but anyway i was hoping that at some point during a conversation we would, mm. we would stumble across something that i could then use as a segue off of well, word. what I was going to say was, uh, speaking of games that probably should have been played on PC, <laughs> Final Station. <laughs> I, yeah, well, maybe we should, but yeah. So I was looking for a segue to do with death, so I could just use the Final Station as that. Um, but no, we didn't find it. But this week we are playing Final Station. This yeah. is a game that I. It's a short game. What do you think? Yeah, like five hours maybe. At a push, yeah. Um, probably not even that. It's a game I've. I was saying before we started recording, I've completed this three times, like straight through now, and I've also played the the DLC f- for the most part, um, which you told me to avoid, and I did. It's not great. Um, I shame. I guess I guess like probably the best way to start all these podcasts is having our general thoughts, feelings, and having a wee chat about how we how we found the game. I this game is. On the surface, it's a game that's the the gameplay loop is incredibly simplistic. You arrive at a station, you kill the enemies at the station, you get to the end of the level, and then you make your way back, collecting stuff along the way, enter a code, and then you there's a bit in between where you have to manage a train, and in each train, <laughs> yeah. in the, the train's got like what a, a cycle of four mini games, and it never really gives you more than two at the same time that you've got to juggle, and but. It's so simple, but I, I love this game. I, I really, really am fond of this game. What, what's your feelings of it? Um, well, I think first of all, 
this is probably the the least prepared for any episode I think I've ever felt. Excellent. Just because purely, I don't really understand enough about what happened, and I can't recall. It's probably our fault for playing our next game immediately afterwards. Because I think I've just been thinking about that too much now that I've forgotten. The there are there are a fair amount of things about this to really enjoy. Um, I love the. I suppose you can call it an atmosphere. I love that. I think it is. It is like I. I'm. I'm trying to resist the word saying oozing because I love to say it oozes atmosphere. But it's there's a like, lot of stuff oozing in this game. It is. It is just filled. Like I think filled to the brim with atmosphere. It is. Yeah. incredibly atmospheric this game yeah um through through um a style and an artistic choice that has to be tough to make feel genuinely atmospheric because yeah it's really simple. without that realism with little like you know silly little eight-bit guys bobbing about with a silly little train to conduct a uniform on would be difficult to convey the sense of sort of foreboding and um trepidation that's needed but it just comes from such a simple idea of you can't see what's on the other side of this door till you open it which is how life works but <laughs> to not be able to not know where you're gonna go every did, room did in you this get game point, becomes did you do the same as me because I, I couldn't decide if i was wasting ammo or not but i was getting to the point where i was looking i was at, definitely wasting it looking at windows and thinking right i can't see what's in these buildings but if you go and shoot the windows you can see what's through the building so you're it, it was almost a way to see if there was any of those smoking boys or leaping boys before you <laughs> those little um, dudes are yeah, a nightmare before you before you actually open the doors because you could you could get a gauge of like there was a lot of the time where you could climb up like the fire escape buildings and shoot the windows out but not actually get in mm. the room I, yeah. I i went up and did that um just to see what i what i get the best idea of what was coming i i, I think mm. i i did find that useful but often I got through levels thinking, well, that was useless because I think they maybe they made the game. I, I, I'm not sure if they did or, or did or didn't intend for you to do that because, but very often it felt like those rooms that you were smashing were empty. Yeah, the game for me is is slightly hamstrung by the fact that it's had some neat ideas, but they don't necessarily mesh together. Okay. In a way that is conducive to, um, sort of gaining the experience that the developers want you to have so i'm specifically referring to the train sections here where they are a cool idea i, I love the theme around it. it's very have you seen this film snowpiercer it just involves I've, that in me i've seen the there's a series of that i'm sure oh yeah i've yeah. seen like seven episodes of that or something yeah um so there's i definitely makes me think about stuff like that but the the biggest issue that I have with the game is that when you're on the train, that's when you're going to get a lot of expositional dialogue from the people who are there. That's yeah. when you're going to get those beautiful vistas that fly past. I, I almost think, look I like they're PlayStation I totally graphics. agree with what you're going to say here, but yes, carry on. Yeah. So I just love looking at the backgrounds mm. in, in, when you're on the train. I think it looks amazing. Um, but obviously, you, you're too preoccupied with not having them die feeding them, giving them health kits, crafting, reading the messages from the other yeah. conductors, fixing the train if it goes down. Now, I know that I'm pretty sure the dialogue pauses when you're doing stuff and will revert once you walk back into the room. But there are also times where you will have somebody on your train who is bleeding to death 
who has already used up all your med kits and once you are told that you have arrived at the station the train will carry on going and he will carry on dying and if you have not finished all the dialogue you have a choice to make whether you are going to listen and have him potentially die or you're going to get the fuck off the train and keep him alive and there was just too many obstacles it's kind of like bioshock you know when we were talking about how bioshock was so great because it did well back in the day it was so great because the audio logs didn't yeah. interrupt the gameplay and you could but whoever really listened to them properly because there was so much mental shit especially going on. If so, yeah exactly and that was audio so there is a potential for you to actually do two things at once because you can read you can sorry you can play and listen yeah but playing and looking at a little meter that i don't quite understand because the game's added another one in and i don't really understand how to fix this part while someone else is talking with dialogue over the other like i can't read two things at once so yeah that for me was the because this it the translation is obviously terrible like utter garbage there are, sometimes there's, it's just nonsense spelling and gibberish. grammar mistakes all over the place like whole words right. Le- yeah. it feels like it's slapped in google translate and then slapped into the game's code yeah um which fair well, fair enough but get somebody english to at least have a quick once just, over just before you send over. it out exactly um, yeah my 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 that's my major beef for the game like i actually like i enjoyed probably all the sections of these games but i actually found that i was genuinely quite engaged with the story and trying and like or at least maybe well, not that's even, what they want from you well, yeah because like because the yeah. game's so simple they want you to be captivated by yeah. the story and I, I was at least captivated by the mystery of what is happening in this world and wanting yeah. to understand and maybe just fucking extrapolate and pull things apart and and, and understand how things are happening but you're right i I, I think I said this to you in a text. I was so concentrated on trying to keep people alive that I took in, yeah. like, and the playthrough, we did, like, obviously I'm saying this is my third playthrough, so I have read bits and pieces over the course, but like this time, I was so concentrated on trying to make sure nobody died that I read nothing mm. that anybody said ever. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. nothing, which is a shame because I was so interested in, in hearing about the visitation, about what people thought was happening what people were running from what what people thought they were running to and and because that is genuinely interesting and fascinating and having sort of this this train driver that the 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 train organization or whatever they are actually don't like but you're sort of their last hope just have to rely on you and get these really apparently we're not sure we'll get to this but maybe 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 not important things to these places mm. is really really fascinating because it's like you're trying like while like communication routes and like the ability to to engage with the outside world seems to be falling around you and it's, it's almost like society's collapsing again and that th- something really bad is happening when you're on the train it's really difficult to engage with that because you're just trying to keep yeah. people alive because there are people that have got head wounds that are based on the the speed that their health is dropping yeah they have just got gallons of blood leaking out of them and you're just sort of patching them up with kits to try and keep them alive yeah. and that's a real shame I, I i would have preferred me personally if i was redoing this game i would do away with the whole train section not well obviously keep the train section but do away with all the mechanics and just have an engaging conversation maybe maybe put in some conversational dialogues that affect things in a way so that you you can act get out, but some way to actually make you engage with the dialogue and 
because that's where they do yeah, major like plot. it pauses what's going on around you exactly. while you listen the the yeah. the, 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 un, the unload and offload major plot points during this section like, yeah yeah but i missed them all because i was and trying of course to keep they, people but, alive but, yeah and at the same time they do it so being sort of vague with your storytelling and keeping things mysterious yeah. is a skill that i don't believe these people have mastered no and that and in the end what they come up with is something that just kind of makes sense but but you can't find a definitive theory online about what's actually no. happened here so with the way that the game ends and the way that it tries to give the story to you and it, both in its language choice lack of sort of proper exposition that's easy to understand until very very late on and the way that you're supposed to do busy work at the same time as reading it really kind of like hampers the effectiveness of the message that that's trying that, to put that's across. to me is the, the major problem with this game is that they're asking yeah. they're like they've they've got the game mechanics in the story uh, during the train section specifically collide with each other and they stop you from enjoying one or other you can either engage with the mechanics yeah. or you can engage with the story you can't you cannot yeah. do both you just can't no, you can't. And the worst part of all, of course, is that um, the for the sort of the whole third act of the game, you are keeping people alive for rewards that you never actually get to use because the final safe zone doesn't even have a fucking shop in it. So, <laughs> to me, that's a cardinal sin. That is, yeah. Because you've obviously, I mean, you were you're going to get a trophy for it, I assume. So you're you, but you've spent all that time trying to keep all the people alive. Well, I on the did way it. To yeah, I kept everyone alive. And there's no so shop the, there. Yeah, no one dies. You don't get to spend any money. And you can pick up like ten thousand off that briefcase, and you can't spend anything. And the developer actually responded on Steam. I saw this. He, he commented on Steam. One of them commented on Steam and said, "Oh yeah, we didn't do that because we wanted to balance the game." It's like, yeah, but the end of the game is fucking hard, and we could have all really used that money that you've made us earn to be spent on. Well, yeah, they give you they give you incentives to do well. They should yeah. then allow you to capitalize on those said incentives. It's like, well, the perfect the per, the perfect example is the final mission in Mass Effect Two. It's like you do all this work in the build up to this sort of suicide, uh, supposed suicide mission. Yeah, but if you've prepared properly for it, upgraded your ship, made 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 good fucking friends with your all your allies or like crewmates. If you've done all these things in the lead up to it, it makes you the end of the game easier. Slash, mm. you can actually come out of the other end with a good a good ending. This yeah. game yeah. just gives you that incentive. You do all the work, and then it's just like fuck you at the end. Doesn't matter what you've done. Don't care. You shouldn't. You shouldn't have that. You, you see all that st- all that gameplay you just engaged with. You should have just ignored it because yeah because it's worth it was all worthless yeah here's a bunch of money that you can't spend because there's no shop in metropole sorry about that it's deeply balance the game it's deeply deeply frustrating and it's but but for me it's deeply deeply frustrating because i actually liked everything else about the game yeah i think there's an opportunity to to have a storyline that is i don't know maybe you don't you don't necessarily have to conclude it definitively and give everyone a, a clear understanding like there's plenty of games out there that um like the what's the the se- well limbo the sequel to limbo like, like, like there's plenty of games out there yeah. that are sort of nebulous with their finishing but 
yeah like like i'm I'm now repeating myself it's 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 like you you want us to engage with these mechanics and then don't reward us for engaging with the mechanics you do know that we play video games like this is this is what we do <laughs> like we yeah. look it's like the reason like i didn't engage with these mechanics for the sake of it i engaged with it so that the rest of the game i had more opportunities to buy ammo buy health packs buy something to allow me yeah. to then complete the game to a satisfactory conclusion and the conclusion i guess is is subjective but and then it made me waste more time because i was walking around metropole for about half an hour looking for a shop that wasn't there and googling it being like why is there no shop here yeah it was only when i found that the developer had responded to somebody on steam being like where the fuck's the shop in metropole i've just got all this money and then being like nah sorry we took it out because we want to balance the game and make it hard it's like i'm yeah well i mean it it was hard it was a struggle at the end and it's a survival Mm. game i guess so yeah well done but yeah, I'm glad I had finished this game twice before, and I'm glad you didn't actually encounter this. But the third time through, I encountered a, a bug that seems to have been that seems to be known to people in that that there's in that sort of last area before you leave. Is it the the final area you 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 go to before you try and go home? You, you know the area that I'm talking about where you you go and mm. meet everyone. Um, I encountered a bug where it became almost impossible to interact with things you know how like if you were to go in a room exactly door, what happened to me or you got it well you have to go on that lift up to the top floor yeah so so i was running yeah. around in that area and like you know how you've got to get on the buses that take you to different areas mm-hmm. i had to just start mashing a and then walking back and forth across the bus because i had encountered a bug and apparently this isn't like i'm saying this is a known bug that you just can't <laughs> you can't interact with things in this in this area and yeah. that that made me so angry because i was looking up what because i got lost and i was like i've done this game twice Did before I? how am i lost and yeah. it was because i was walking past the area where i thought i was meant to go but it wasn't highlighting so i just basically exactly did, the same yeah so i, I was walking past that yep. front door with the lift and it yep. was and i had to watch a video and be like i've done something wrong so what I did was I went back and tried to follow this guy's bus route. So I was like, I've obviously taken the buses in a wrong numerical order. It's like a puzzle. You've got to take blue, then green, then green, then blue or something. Maybe that's what he's done. So I'm going to do what he's done. And I was even walking the exact directions he was. Like, I'm going to walk over here. Oh, he went the wrong way, but it doesn't matter. It obviously worked for him. And I'd go to that door and it would still not go white and I couldn't get in it. I was like, what the f- What? That was really weird. I'm glad that happened to you because I forgot to text you about that at the time. Just being like, I was going to send you a video. Be like, oh, Look getting, at this shit. I was getting so angry with it. Yeah, but it's just like, well, bugs happen, I, I guess, mean, and they're small. They've obviously given up on that. Do they still exist? This, this. So what are they called again? Yeah. So let's, I guess. Do this your is, best. This is, is this is our opportunity to dive into this. So, the final station is a single-player side-scrolling. This is what Wikipedia says. The final station is a single-player side-scrolling shooter video game with a train simulator and exploration elements. It was developed by Do My Best Games and published by Tiny Build. And release on oh, August, August the thirtieth, twenty sixteen for Windows, Mac OS, Linux, and X and Xbox One, and September the second for PS Four. Tiny build, you're right. Do my best. Games do not have a Wikipedia page, so I su- suspect they are now gone, which is a shame because I do like as much as we've been panning this game. I do like it. <laughs> Me I too. Actually, do like this game. Um, I'm trying to look and see what games they they yeah they did no time to explain which is quite a good game, is it? Yeah, this game. Falls... This is this is do my best. You're talking about now, is it? 
Yeah, this is doing. Oh. Yeah, because we can't find anything. Um, no, this is tiny bill. Sorry, do my best seems to be gone. Um, no time to explain. No time to explain remastered. Oh, they did that party hard game that came out in PS4 Punch Club. Um, that was on iOS. Punch Club. Yeah, that's great. I've got that installed on my phone because I remember we were speaking. You were like, "This game is brilliant." Um. I installed it and I've still not played it. Speedrunners. I'm a big fan of Speedrunners. That is a very, very good game. That's another game they did. Uh, they did Cluster oh, yeah. Truck, which is another very, very good <laughs> game. So this, this, oh, Hello Neighbor. Yeah, they've done some. I haven't games. played those Hello Neighbor games, but I know that they're, I see them all the time. Yeah, they're sort of, uh, they remind me very much of the Slenderman games that were popular when we were at university. Oh, okay. Punch Club. Oh, Mr. Two. Shifty. That's a good game. Mr. Shifty. Yeah, so this this publisher's done a lot. Um, the the tiny build. I don't let me have a quick Google and see what tiny build do. Tiny. You mean do my best? Yes. Because we just looked at tiny build. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Show your face. <laughs> do my best games. See if they still exist. They might just not have a Wikipedia page. Right. So they've got a Twitter account. Because I saw somewhere somebody was talking about they are going to do a second one. I hope so. Um, yeah, no, they're still going. They're doing a game called Dormitory. Um, I'm not sure what that is. I've also got a game called City of Trains. Um, neither of which are released. There's also a game called Bookmake Bookwalker. So they seem to be messing about with a lot of things, but I'm going to give these guys a follow and see if we can keep up with what they're up to. Um, oh, yeah. I just tried to look at their website, but it is entirely in Russian or some language yeah like yeah um yeah i think that they're worth digging into but yeah they do still exist which i guess is good because people need to be allowed to hone their craft build their game uh, i just feel like yeah i feel like with better translation with maybe just a bit more time to sort of test whether this actually worked or to just hone in or rain in, sorry, some of the ideas, just to scale it back a little bit, and there's maybe too yeah. many things you've tried to stick in here all at once, uh-huh. then the game would be at like a sort of a really good level, whereas it's just kind of a little bit hoisted by its own ambition or its ambition to be vague. Yeah. No, totally. And it just ends up being confusing. Totally agree. Let's, let's do... Uh, so what I'll do here, Alex, this is going to be a bit of reading from me, but hopefully it'll be useful. Um, I've got a bit of a, a synopsis here of the story. Um, okay. So let's try it. And then I've also got a synopsis of the DLC, which we can come back to in a bit, that hopefully wraps things up in a different way. Um, but So the story basically is the player takes the role of a conductor named Edward Jones, who's working as a train operator 106 years after the, a catastrophe dubbed the first visitation. One day, Jones is tasked with taking an experimental experiment yeah it's experimental train to pick up a special cargo however during the journey jones quickly discovers that he is in the midst of the second visitation as cities and towns are attacked by an unknown force and their inhabitants are transformed into aggressive monsters by some unknown infection eventually jones picks up the power source and central processor for the guardian a massive war machine being built to protect humanity from the second visitation Jones finally reaches the city of Metropole, where the guarding is being built and delivers the cargo. On the way, this this immediately jumps. But basically, after that, is that's when we're at Metropole, and then Jones is like, "I want to go home and 
see my family and daughter and stuff like that. Um, on, yeah. on the way home, Jones picks up a mysterious stranger named Arthur Vane, who rides with him and speaks with him in cryptic clues. clues. Range Vane reveals to Jones that the infection that is transforming people into monsters is not a virus, but a medicine that was meant to make people stronger, and that the radiation from the train's engine is generating the train's engine is generating is protecting Jones from its effects. Shortly after the train breaks down, forcing Jones to make the rest of the journey on foot, along the way he passes the destroyed wreck of a guardian of or the guardian and is mm. accidentally exposed to poison gas. When he finally reaches his hometown, he discovers that the people who are apparently immune to the infection are already rebuilding society, but he himself is showing the symptoms of infection. Jones manages to reach his home, but succumbs to the infection before he can see his daughter. Vane then arrives and promises to look after Jones's daughter before mercifully killing him. You know, there's a lot of people who think he's talking about the train for some reason, but that's bollocks. What, what do you mean by that? Sorry. When he says, I'll take care of her before he finishes him oh, off. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. People seem to think he's talking about taking care of the train, but the train's little, already broken. Yeah, and you're literally in a little girl's room. And there's also, there's the, in the back wall of that house, there's the phone on the wall, and it's got a light blinking for the voice messages, because you've tried to use the phone a couple of times in the game, and yeah. nobody answers, because he's been trying to call home. So you can see... Those void, those calls you made are still blinking on the phone light. So yeah. your daughter's obviously long gone. Um, there's also a theory uh, people seem to think that 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 Arthur Vane is is not real. I think Arthur Vane is real. Um, so this uh, just to dive straight into it here. I think Arthur Vane Sorry. is real, but I yeah. think Arthur Vane is an alien, possess like represented in a human body. So there are that you know, like when you're going around the level, and I'm I'm trying to see if I've got notes about them here. I'm sure I do. Um, yeah, I've got the capsules. Um, let's, let me just quickly open this and I'll talk about the capsules. Yeah, you go in the order you want to go in because I think I've jumped straight to like theories of the end um, game there. So I think I think that's to be to be honest, we've 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 torn the <clears> gameplay <throat> apart and we can maybe we can touch on it again later. But yeah, I think we should. Um, for the most part, I think this is what's actually engaging about the game is the story and what is actually going on in the story. So yeah. as you're going around the map and stuff, you'll encounter you encounter many times these capsules and you do actually encounter yep. one of these capsules towards the end of the game before you turn yep. into one of the these black things. Um so there's these things called the capsules and, and looking on the, the final station Wikipedia page, they've got the capsules are large pill-shaped devices that appear to be made of an unknown metal. They are seen sp sparingly in some areas and numerously in others. Some are half buried in the ground of an open field and others are crashing into buildings and homes causing considerable damage in their wake. The capsules are motionless devices and a large mystery in the beginning. It is, un it is unknown why they emit mysterious noises, though that may be the result of gas being released. So... That's what I assumed, yeah. It's, it's what I assumed too. So the interesting thing, like, and we'll put up, we need to come back to this guy, is the guy that was... Remember at the beginning or sort of the first third of the game, you go and visit the guy that was there during the first visitation? The scientist guy? Yeah, well, he's like a really old man. And when you go and talk to him, he's like, people don't oh, listen yeah. to me anymore. Yeah, but yeah, I was yeah. there during the first visitation. He had one white eye and one red eye. And apparently... Oh, yeah. If you're walking around the game, if you look at everyone's eyes, yeah, people that have been exposed to this supposed medicine 
if they've got white eyes, they are immune or I'm not I'm not 100% sure if they're immune or they're actually the alien beings because at the very beginning of the game you encounter a group of people that are covered in white there are there's like a massive group of people that are white all got white eyes and they're talking about actually it seems like they're talking about the spread of the virus this so-called this virus the, no not in the church that's right no, it's, it's right at the beginning right, right at the beginning before you get on a train you you encounter like a huge group of people and there's like one man standing in the middle on an altar and he's got really yeah. white eyes yeah so you because all the zombies have white eyes as well yes so and but then also apparently if I'm getting it the right way around, infected people have got red eyes. And this guy, this old man, has one white eye and one red eye. But there's, yeah, I think I've seen something somewhere where it says that there's a difference. This I can't confirm this, but somebody seems to think that there's a different color eyes to all the people who refuse to get on the train because they are aliens already, or they are the people who have been infected by the gas but have then they have actually become stronger because of it rather so than turning apparently into there was a first visitation and in and, and in my sort of background reading about the first visitation is that it was it was very like who's the bad like is it who's the bad guy in avengers <laughs> who's the big bad guy with the rings thanos thanos yeah how and like his sort of thing was yeah the 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 population was overpopulated so he just killed like a th- what was it two-thirds of the population at random yeah. there seems to be a yeah. bit of a thing like this and that a lot of people died they rebuilt society and then the second visitation came later are you are you which school are you thought are you in about what caused the visitation do you so do you think yeah it's alien so, so, and not yeah, the government? um we might get to this i guess later on but like I think that the it is a it is a like a, an alien invasion, almost alien esque in, in terms of alien, as in the previous game we played, in that like they're infecting and people are being infected and sort of taking control of or replaced, um, or controlled by alien beings. And actually, it, like, it, the, what I take from this is that aliens are actually wanting to go and live on Earth, so they're replacing humans in a way that they're not quite aware of. And um, yeah, so because at the end of the game, you go back to the church, don't you? And they're talking about like a portal. Yeah. So I think, but th- I, that's it seemed like the portal I, I to felt that. Like that portal didn't work, and it, they were just trying to not die, <laughs> and they were just sort of like you know, like hiding behind religion as a way to survive. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's I, I didn't think of it like that. I I thought of it as in that they're trying to get the portal to this parallel version of wherever this uh, this planet is and that that parallel version on the other side of the portal is what sent these canisters over to try and cull the crappy people into zombies and and enhance the intellect and i mean it could be everybody I mean, else that's, that's really and they, are, they have yeah they're trying to go back to them now so like we're ready now because I mean, we didn't yeah get i mean it, it could be and in, and in, in, like i was saying before that that's a, that's a entirely valid sort of perception of this game but like what i yeah what i took from it is like you're periodically in in encounter people and you you encounter the the weird guy with the shotgun on various occasions throughout the game and every time you encounter these people they're like oh you shouldn't be here yet or it's not time yeah 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 you're going to make it and i i I, I, yeah, yeah i just took it as 
they know that the train driver's going to die and they know that the train driver's life is over, but the train driver sort of represents, because he's taken the Guardian stuff, he's like taking mm. like the heart, the brain, like bits and pieces of the Guardian to this different place. On top of the fact that it, when you arrive in Metropole, it seems like the leader of the free world or the surviving world is his, his used to be like a sci-fi author. <laughs> So it's yeah. almost like the guardian is the manifestation of his imagination, and he's yeah. trying to. And and but the guardian was never ever ever going to save humanity, and it was never going to work. But what it was, yeah. and obviously it doesn't. No, work. And, and what it was was something that humanity could cling to, while yeah. the aliens sort of replaced them, killed them, wiped them out. Yeah, and 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 in the fact that so, this, so we're definitely saying that that's how we think it's going, not that the government. No, I think I think like the government yeah, no, the government fell. It's aliens. Yeah, I would think the government fell in in the first visitation in that it's just been a strategic way of the aliens sort of gathering people together so that they could take them out more easily. It, it is my take on that, but I don't know how you feel yeah. about that. Yeah, cuz I mean, I can't remember how I'm getting to this idea maybe it's because there's a part of it that seems to look as if there's a factory manufacturing these capsules or something yeah like yeah that. yeah, yeah you do encounter that yep um so you do feasibly could potentially be that the government thought there was overpopulation no, you're right. these um, capsules to be a, a medicine as the guy well, the yeah. hunter guy says and then to try and cover up the fact that it was a government job they've yep they've said it was a visitation of aliens we are building a guardian to protect you don't look into the fact that it was actually us all along that did this and we no, survived I, and we I, I, no i think i think that's another valid a valid theory in that uh, like like yeah the fact that i sort of drew my theory was the fact that like the, the world leader was a science fiction author and, and the guardian yeah. is the biggest like anime science fiction sort of like it's basically a megazord isn't it like so i was like yeah, this is like I mean, straight out of his imagination but but it's almost like in in a way that if he had been sort of taken over by aliens it was aliens it was straight out of like, is like what an alien would think humans would see as a savior but i know i totally yeah. i totally get that and i totally i totally agree like your your opinion and and is something that absolutely makes sense totally and it is and and, and if you drill down in that as far it makes complete See, I sense. Was, yeah, I yeah. was kind of, I was kind of back in that theory myself all the way to sort of being like, okay, government did this, they, you know, whatever. They're now covering it up with all this nonsense, and you know, there's some religious um, kind of digs going on here of you know trying to make people not worry about etc. by making false idols, all that kind of stuff. But then the whole portal thing was what is kind of what threw me to making me think like, okay, so is this alien? Was this alien? I think as well, I kept getting confused by the fact that they're talking about a second visitation as if it's already happened. And I was kind of like, did I miss that? Did I miss that? On, what, on top, what, of, when did on that top of that, I also read in sort of you encounter like writings within the game and bits and pieces that that people think the reason that the Guardian failed was because there was sort of an underground group working against humanity trying to scupper them. So like to sort of like present like a different point of view like the people that you encounter that are like oh it's not your time yet you need to keep going like they were almost like the underground resistance that are trying to work mm. against the guardian because they knew you were delivering stuff that wouldn't work and stuff that was faulty or like i don't know yeah. i don't know what they're saying but 
there's multiple aspects of this this story that I think is you can make you depending on what angle you come from, you can sort of decide whatever feels most comfortable to you as the solution. I don't know. Yeah, I would just I would just like it to be cut and dry. Cut and dry. <laughs> well, so I don't know if this will help. Oh, maybe hang on. Is the second visitation because there is a bit when you're on the train, isn't there? And then there's like in the in the background in the hills and stuff. There's like those little fires going off. Yeah. Um, I guess that's the second visitation. You see, you see, th- you see things landing. You see like your train drivers being mm. cut off bit by bit. You see the Guardian being launched. Apparently, um, is one of the things yeah, that you see. Definitely do see that. Um, but I, I don't and know. Like, you see him crashed later on. This is the thing. So like, so like, like the reason that I sort of took note of this is because i wondered if you'd be interested so this is the this is what this is the sort of general plot of the dlc so the dlc the player takes the role of a doomsday prepper named peter who aims to reach a shelter when the second visitation hits he escapes his apartment in a car and begins traveling across country to reach shelter stopping at towns along the way to scavenge supplies much like how you do it in the train However, since the car can only carry one passenger, Peter must make decisions on whether survivors he should bring with him and which to leave behind, which is his main difference between the main game and the DLC. Peter eventually... Yeah, because you have no choice in the no, main they game, just come. You? Just, If you go near him, they yeah. say yes or no. Peter eventually reaches a shelter, but is dismayed to discover that he's already been sealed shut. Peter continues in, on, in hopes of finding another shelter at the city of Ristol, However, the, the Ristol shell has also already been sealed shut. With no other choice, Peter decides to travel further west to the remote L, L Labs. Excuse me, shelter. However, on the way there, Peter is caught in a car crash and is forced to proceed on foot. He sneaks his way through a bandit camp where the bandits have been capturing and rounding up survivors. When he's discovered Arthur Vane, who's the guy with the shotgun that kills you in the main game, appears and helps, helps you escape from there. But you end up being transported to a surreal landscape that defies the laws of space and time. Eventually, Peter encounters Vane again, and Vane offers him a place in the in the L Labs shelter. But Peter must murder Edward Jones, which is you in the main game. First, Vane then leaves Peter to be rescued by Jones, who offers him a seat in his train, and then the game finishes. So, hmm. theory being on this DLC that actually Vane that kills jones is actually the player that you control in the dlc well right at his house yeah does that make it more or less confusing <laughs> to me it makes it a bit more confusing yeah it doesn't yeah well that kind of at least explains how and, and, potentially and, and, he's and ahead to, of you all well, the time to but... me it also confirms the alien theory in that like this boy is sort of transported away ends up in a different world the alien sort of says go do this for me mate because yeah. there's no actual there's no actual evidence to suggest that he even gets into a shelter at the end. Mm-hmm. He just yeah. kills this guy for him. Fucking hell, they absolutely they absolutely love a not going to see the whole ending ending, mm-hmm. don't they? Yeah, like an anticlimactic. I mean, I don't think the ending is bad. I know some people uh, seem to be annoyed by the fact that you just get shot at the end and you turn into a black thing, but that's uh, didn't, but that didn't bother me. It was more just not understanding enough of what had led up to it mm-hmm. or being able to piece it together. What do we think about the train then? Because the train seems to be. Is there some? There's some reference at some point, isn't there, that the train is the last, basically the last train. Yeah, and I think it's. I think it's basically it's just like. Because... Is it alien? Te- is it old alien? Te- what's the reason? Because the guy, 
the hunter guy, what's his name? Vane? Yeah. He, he tells you that it's protecting you from the gas. And the trainers, so, yeah. Yeah, the, ra- sort of the radiation uh, being given out by... Because like, you see a few of these bombs going off and they look very nuclear-like. So if you're in yeah. sort of a, I guess, like a metal enclosure, I don't know if that'll, like... You're just be you're just being protected from the radiation being given off and the poison being given off um, from mm. the train. But there's no special property to the outside of the train that's sort of stopping the gas getting in or negating its effects. Not that I took from it, but it's not to say that it, there's not. I guess like because if it was built, if it's a government that's doing this, then and the government also built the trains, that would explain why they would protect you. Yeah, and it would also explain if like, they were able to sort of. Yeah, I mean, like give the rem- the um, you know the antidote to the poison or yeah, whatever. I don't know. Yeah, Coat the train in it, <laughs> paint the train full well, of anti gas. This is a, this is such a bad example, but it's the one that jumps to mind, so I'm going to go with it. But like at some point in the Harry Potter books, the the sort of regular government falls and Voldemort's sort of bad government takes over. But there's no clear and cut point in which that happens. In, in if you're like okay. a normal wizard so at some point the government are are or cease to be the sort of like free democratized government that maybe we live under today mm. and they, they become this sort of nazi-esque like evil ulterior motived government at some point without the general population even knowing so at some point they go from working for people to actively working against them and and to me like i yeah. would think maybe there's the chance that after the first visitation the government fell and they put this fucking sci-fi author in position yeah. as like a dummy head and then they were they were planning all these things at the, at, in the background and and that yeah the guardian was always meant to be just a sort of false hope for people that would all make them congregate in metropole so they could then poison them and boom yeah take over let's move That's, on they sort of manufactured the second visitation i guess if they are the alien beings all along if they if yeah if. had some stragglers to to finish off then you you've got to bring them all to us and yeah then we'll we'll deal with them once they get here and we'll continue our ascension to these higher sort of level beings well yeah I, 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 but then again like so i'll read this so like here's the summary of the guardian and you can i don't know if you does this lead into the theory or talk against it so the guardian is a bipedal machine that is designed to fight the effects of the the capsules which we've spoken about and whatever is deploying them many citizens many citizens seem to place their trust wholesale in this guardian while a small minority seem to believe the guardian itself is a scam a cover-up meant to give a citizens a sense of false security it was built by the blacksmith we'll come back to the blacksmith in a minute i guess um because yeah, i've opened up the the tab for him when the player arrives at metropole the neural interface and the power core are unloaded leaving metropole the player can see the guardian being launched in the distance Later on in the game, the player will see the Guardian collapsed with its armour damaged. It's unknown why the Guardian has failed and and one can only assume what happened. The machinery was defective, the neural interface was malfunctioned or something attacked and defeated the Guardian or too many zombies or a, or a much larger variant. Despite the fact that the Guardian has crashed, the player can see numerous light pillars across the land. The man with a shotgun, the hunter who is vain, also tells the player that the guardian has a plan. The guardian, the guardian plan was successful. 
When the player reaches the final stage of the game, he will know what actually happened. And then there's the only traitor DLC. In the DLC, it strongly suggested that the Guardian was sabotaged by... See, this seems to contradict itself. Sabotaged by forces allied with the invaders. The hero finds a missile with the instructions to launch it in case Guardian strays off course. And that's that's all the, tra- the, mm. the DLC says. The the blacksmith is Dennis Morgan, better known as Blacksmith. Uh, he's a character in the Final Station, the only traitor DLC. So let's have a yeah. I'm not sure who Dennis Morgan is. That's all the 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 Final Station wiki says about him. Oh, okay. Which is not helpful in the slightest. <laughs> no. Um. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I. I. I feel like <laughs> this entire conversation has neither proven nor disproven either of our theories about this game no which is both the most frustrating Maybe that's what they want i think that's probably what they want but i think it's interesting that we both took sort of different theories on this yeah yeah i'm still i'm still torn of whether it was aliens or the government or both yeah or this what this portal thing is about um but I doesn't. I mean, I still enjoyed playing the game, which maybe we can go on to to the gameplay now. Yeah, itself and, I mean, the gameplay uh, itself. You're right. The the gameplay is pretty simple. You arrive at a station. You've got to make your way through the station, find the codes to allow you to move on to the next station. In the meantime, you've got to clear out zombies. You've got to pick up supplies so that you can keep your passengers and yourself alive. Yeah, and then you move on, and then the sort of between sections is the the train sections where you've got to try and keep the voltage within an equilibrium equilibrium on a train, or you've got to stop things overheating or or something. Yeah, ventilation system yeah. fixing. Yeah, um, I think we've spoken about the train gameplay quite a lot, but the the actual station gameplay I find quite. I really enjoyed it. I thought the places were interesting. Yeah. I thought the the atmosphere and the and the the design is good like it's like i think we've you've touched on it before but like to loop back to the trains moving about the the backgrounds of the environments are stunning and i would love yeah some of those moving backgrounds just to stick on my pc to watch while i did other things they're just they're so good and i enjoy they look like they look like they're sort of playstation graphics versus the 8-bit graphics that you're that's at the forefront of the screen. Yeah. It's really like a nice contrast. And some of the um the cities, Metropole especially, when you're walking around like the construction of the the Guardian and it's all like its, it's legs are all there and it's got all these different languages all over the place. It's oh, it's really cool to look at. Even if the actual character models maybe aren't so much. No. But everything around it is is really fantastic art. Even the enemies I find quite dull and uninteresting, but I, yeah. I read every note I found. I read, like... I mean, there's another thing that's terminal, a little bit too vague. Terminal. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know if it's just me, but when you get games like this, it's the same with stuff like a lot of the um, Bethesda, Obsidian, that kind of thing, where there's stories within stories within stories, and there's so many little notes that seem so inconsequential. That I, ever think, I ever think to myself, like, either A... Why is this in here? Why have you wasted my time reading something that means nothing? Or B, what the fuck have I missed because I don't understand what this is all about? All the little terminal notes or the little written notes or whatever or the people you walk up to who just say something really confusing. Yeah. I sometimes think like, 
why was this in the game? Because I don't understand why this is in the game. I don't understand what this note is talking about. Like all the talk between you and the other conductors on the trains. I was like, who the hell even are these people? And the, the conversations are always so short and lacking in anything sort of concrete in terms of information that I always was just getting confused over and over again by every little bit of smaller dialogue that wasn't within the main story. So I don't, I don't know if that's just because I wasn't paying enough attention. I don't know. I, yeah, I, I agree with you on those frustrations. The, the I think sometimes it is just there for like world building. Yeah, like, and the thing I... Oh, you, he's late. I'm, you can, what's the one where it's like, oh, I'm leaving you for Alan. You can fuck around <laughs> and play your music. Yeah. Well, well that's, that's kind of where it was going. And what, it's just, what I found that I ended up liking about it is that every time you arrived at a station, there seemed to be a very often inconsequential but small story in its own right in it's each, like a self-isolated yeah, story like isn't someone it yeah, that was someone yeah. that, like, i mean it all almost always ended up in them just being dead but it was like oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm freezing there was the whole thing about david as well yeah, wasn't there? Was looking like, for i was david, asking you about looking for wood there was a guy that needed wood for the fire and then you like go to the you yeah. go to the next house over and there was like a note from a husband saying don't give that guy wood because he's just a twat like yeah yeah no i i just like the sort of Small. I think I was probably too hung up on trying to piece it, like piece it yeah. into the overarching story. Whereas you've obviously been able to compartmentalize it and separate it so that you've enjoyed it for, for what it was. And I wish I'd done that myself. Well, I just kind of got to the point where I thought this this again because I don't how many times have you like I'm saying I've not actually asked you how many times have you been through this game? Well, one and a half, half with you when when I came to visit, and yeah. then this time, like. You know, I bought it for this. So, like yeah. I was saying, this is the third time I've been through this game. Like, yeah, I knew going into this that the story is you're you're never going to solve it. You're never going to mm. solve it, and you're not going to ever know definitively what happened because you could say you think it's the government, and then I could give you some reasons why it's not the government. I could mm. say it's not the government, and then you could give me reasons why it was the government, and. I think obviously it's deliberately like that. Um, yeah. The problem for me with that is that it's built on top of a game that is not translated well. So you're, you're yeah, exactly. You're playing this game thinking this is being deliberately obtuse. I think, but also it's it's also not getting the key points across to me necessarily that it's trying to get across to me because I've seen many a time where they've just put entirely wrong words in a sentence that yeah shouldn't be there and that change the meaning of a sentence unless you're actually yeah. paying proper attention to to what's going on so i understand that Completely and i totally with agree with you there um but yeah like because i i do feel like i had an advantage going into this game because i'd been through it so many times i thought that right this is not going to be solved yeah you just have yeah. to sort of take your own conclusion from this and, and try to enjoy or, or just try to i enjoyed thinking about it and i enjoyed trying to work out what was happening while i played the games um yeah i'd imagine on a second playthrough i would be i would yeah kind of be able to try and pay more attention to what i thought would be important this time around or at least try and pick up on things i hadn't the last time yeah um that's basically what what i came away from it thinking certainly because i knew we were going to podcast about it is that i feel woefully underprepared and i think i need to play this again to sort of <laughs> get what the fuck is going on especially because 
playing through it as we've touched on is is really quite enjoyable um the only thing that i didn't like was the fact that it changed your pistol into a rifle for some reason oh yeah at some point yeah it's like this is giving you a better gun um especially because you can get upgrades for the pistol before that yeah and then it just takes it away from you (laughs) but yeah i mean the variety of the of the zombies very very slowly ramps up and only introduces like yeah i've I've actually got a list we've got here let me see if i can find them we have yeah there's only one two three four five different types of zombies sort of in the oh, game is there yeah, five? There's, there's an, oh of course there's the guys with the helmets there's normal which is the regular i've i this is they called them normal fast exploders armored and big <laughs> so the not oh, there's also the little girl the little the woman one that jumps on you in like i thought that was the fast you know the really fast little ones that seem to have dreadlocks that just sort of sprint at, sprint oh no there's the ones that grab on your back yeah and you've got to punch them oh, off yeah yeah, they're, they're, so there's they're an extra not, one yeah, there. You've, you've you've done better. They're than not the, prevalent. The Station wiki. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> yeah, those ones never killed me because they just seem to hold no, on to you. I don't I know, really know. And I, like I had a bit of a run. I just fucking really enjoyed and find it hilarious how absolutely deadly this boy was with a full blown punch. So. <laughs> I didn't use that enough. Oh, I kept you forgetting did. you could even do yeah, it. I got like so, like I, I was. We did this through text, so we, we, I suppose we better talk about it on the podcast. Is that like I got to the point where I wouldn't allow myself to use a med yeah. kit from start to finish because I needed the med kits to keep those bleeding heads alive. I, I don't know how you you keep them alive without doing that. Yeah, it's, so it's like, impossible. Like I, I, there was very many points where I was like hiding on staircases, just like winding up my punch to pop up, smack someone, and then run down the stairs again. <laughs> I went through. I think there's there's is there's like a sweet spot on some ladders where they can't hit you back, but you can hit oh, them. So I've seen those. people talk about yeah. that. Yeah, like if you go certain a certain height, you can you can punch. Oh, them I just they went, can't get I you just back, used but... to like wind up full punch. And then jump up, That'll smash take someone out. in the face. I'll take up an outer normal in one punch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the other bit, I used to like just like if you you could just punch walls down. This boy's punch was like yeah, deadly. that's great. I love Absolutely that. Absolutely deadly. Don't mess. I mean, so the little fast dudes are obviously the worst. The they were the toughest. The they were the hardest to deal with. Yeah. yeah, they take a lot of shots. They I mean, one shotgun will do it, but they take about three bullets and. Ah, oh, I mean, they talk about you know we've complained about the fact you couldn't buy stuff for the last third of the game and they wanted to balance it and blah blah blah. But I found my ammo reserves were so low that I would get so annoyed yeah. with myself for missing even one shot or not getting a headshot on a normal dude. Which had I known I could remembered I could do a one punch. charge punch, one punch and punch, take man. him out, then yeah, exactly. One punch. Then I would have um I'd have done that. But the little guys. It's funny that they take three bullets to kill or a box. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Box. Just chuck a box at them. Or a toilet or a chair. Done. Love lobbing a toilet. That's fucking brilliant. I, I, that was I did, excellent. I do like because of the, the speed the wee guys come at you, um, it did make like opening doors quite tense at times. Oh, I, yeah. You know, absolutely. Because I was trying to get through it without using health kits, I would have like sometimes have like no health and be like, right, I've got my toilet ready. Just like kick open the door yeah. and get ready to launch the toilet at someone. And or and there was, or out, there was the point in the wrong direction. There's one specific level where you go down a set of stairs and there's just loads of guys, and you're like, oh no. Yeah. I don't know how, I can't remember how I got through that. I one punched my way through that. <laughs> uh, I really liked the 
so back to the sort of like the ammo chat yeah that that gave you sort of it, it worked sort of twofold for me it either worked that i'd have to really strategically take people out yeah and I really like the fact that when you've got the fast guys, they would always overtake the other ones. So if you had enough wiggle room Ooh, yeah. to get back, you could separate them and maybe just one shotgun yeah. bullet will do them. And then you can pick off the other ones one by one. Or so there were times when I just had nothing. Like I had no bullets left and no health. And I just thought, I need to try and find a way to manipulate these to get away from them. So mm. I actually tried running, which is something I hardly ever do. Like you I play a Resident Evil game. I'm shooting every fucking zombie in the whole game. But this, you know, I'd be standing on top of a building that's and there'd be met it though, like that it's making you do that. Yeah, yeah. And I'd be like trying to go down a ladder, halfway down a ladder to get some of them big lads to come after me, then run up the ladder, run to the other side, drop down the other ladder and hopefully give myself enough time to get away. And even with the, the the faster guys, there'll be times when I'll be trying to run from them and you just get to a ladder or something in time to get out of the way. That it was, you can sort of create some gameplay moments in there that are really exhilarating, even though it's really simplistic. Did you ever accidentally blow yourself up? I did that so many times. Either shooting oh, a, many, many times. Either shooting a explodey boy or like the smoky guy or just lobbing a, yeah. like a red canister at folk. Yeah, from like point blank range. Yeah. The wor- the worst thing is that um when you had the something in your hand, you lose the the cursor to see which way you're going. And because I was playing it on um console, mm. some a lot of the time I'd throw it in the wrong direction yeah. and get really annoyed that I'd wasted a precious toilet when I could have, you yeah. know, really could have used that toilet. <laughs> Open a door and you're actually facing away from the door and you chuck it there and just get <laughs> attacked from behind. Um but yeah, and the exploration as well, you know, it's um it's it's not the the most amazing I've ever seen. It's not Dark Souls level, but no. the the way you basically most of your levels are going to be that you are going to go across an upper part and then you're going to delve into the depths of whatever's going along and you'll find the code and then you'll basically have a different route to get all the way back to the beginning and there'll be shortcuts yeah. and, and that, underpasses and that was quite clever. Yeah. I I enjoyed That's that. That's also what I really liked about the game and like when we we're talking about the story before and that each store each area has its own interconnect like sort of small story in itself so like you sometimes you would yeah you would turn up at a station and you would come out of the station and realize that this had this this station had just become a cult and they had mass yeah. suicided or they the there was one guy in the cult that had killed everyone to drink their blood and then yeah that's the one with the trap door yeah, in, right and he's like oh it yeah. didn't work <laughs> yeah like, yeah no no shit mate it did not work but you're know, like like some of them were really just simple people just died some of them were simple the alien or the the capsule landed and cleared everyone out it's just mm. filled them with like weird those weird things um but then other ones went a bit more mad with the cults or the religious ceremonies or the churches remember that did you encounter i'm assuming you did the one where they all had there was like a massive table of people like sitting having a meal or something and there was trap doors under each seat yeah 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 Yeah, that was great which i think is the one that we when you get to the bottom there's the all like you see all these different pipes and it keeps going down to one point and then there's a guy at the bottom He's like, oh, it didn't yeah. work. He's like, nah, nah mate, yeah. it did not work. So it was like a pool of, it's like a big red sort of van yeah, at the bottom. Yeah. Is that a different? No, one? I think that's yeah. the one. We, I think that's the one we're talking about. Yeah. So yeah. 
yeah, I guess, and the only other thing we've not spoken about is the the train gameplay loop, which we've we've spoken about it being frustrating. But did you did yeah. you enjoy it in any way? Like, like I found it stressful. If it wasn't stressful. interrupting dialogue, it, it's fine. fine. Apparently, it's apparently it's always just one thing that will go wrong right. on the train. Yeah, I think I, it's never going to be two things, but it could be one thing twice. Right. Okay. Apparently. Right. Okay. So, so if you know that's going to happen, you can maybe hang around absorb the, the dialogue thing. but i just i just found trying to keep people alive was so stressful is not the word but so you just had to watch them all the time but and, and eventually when you're getting towards the stop where they'll survive and 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 i was also like watching and i was like right you've got this much health left it's going down at this speed i'm this far away from the stop can i get to this because it might be the stop that you get off at in mm. which case i've saved a med kit and like i did yeah. that all the time so I, yeah, I, me too. Which made me not engage with anything anyone was saying at any point. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's what I was saying earlier. Like, if the story has, still has time to finish, but you're at the station and you've got somebody with hardly any health, fuck the story, mate. No, I'm just watching them. I'm not yeah, wasting like, a med don't kit. Die, don't die! Don't die! Don't die! Yeah. Don't die! Don't die! I'm gonna run over and press that thing as soon as it goes. As soon as the horn sounds, I'm done. Got, We're out. Like, Get right, off. I've got a second where nobody's dying or starving. I need to go and make ammo because I've got another yeah. station coming up yeah. in a minute. Or there's someone yeah, exactly. sending me a message. On the- Which I kept having to drop out of because the train would always break when I was reading them. <laughs> and then you go back and it's like disconnected. Like, oh shit. Did I miss that? I think you could go read back and it was as if you'd had carried on talking to them even yeah, though you weren't yeah. there doing okay, it. that would but, work. But that was, yeah, that was odd. And I kept, it, honestly, every time I was talking to one of them other drivers, it would, the train would break mm-hmm. or somebody would start I never had anybody die from hunger. No, I don't. Yeah, think. so like I'm trying to look through my. Do they die of hunger? They do. Yeah. Um, I'm looking yeah. through my, trying to look through my notes to see if there's anything we've missed. And the so like you get the you've got the food and you've got the med kits, which is like your two train sort of mains. The food um, yeah. can only be used by the passengers. It's not needed by you at all. And the med kits, which is thank yeah, fuck. and the med kits is used by both you and the passengers which is why i tried yes, to never ever i use don't think i realized at one point um well for a long time i didn't realize i was i was draining my resources from the train on myself <laughs> i don't know why i didn't realize that I'd always get back and they will be bleeding to death like why the fuck are all my med kits gone <laughs> forgetting i'd used them all in the last town or whatever it was yeah what do you think about the game starting and finishing in the same spot are you up or down about that have you got any feelings about that I quite like that. So apparent, apparently, and I never registered this at any point of playing the game, when you're leaving the station, um, what's it called, Redmond, um, it's before it falls, and then it obviously falls, and then by the time you come back, it's already being rebuilt by the survivors, in quotation marks, of the second visitation. Did you notice a difference yeah. between the two? I didn't notice that. No, because the... F- what is the first? The first part is a dream, isn't it? The first part is a dream, and then you wake up, and because you have to die there, yeah, effectively. And then you wake up, and you're sort of not. You're. It seems like you get your uniform and stuff, and it seems like you've either been yeah. on a holiday or you're not the first choice train driver for this journey, but you're the only one left, so yeah. you've got to do it. And then, yeah, yeah. Um, it's because that's that sort of plays into this whole. If you get infected by the medicine and you're not worthy of it you will become a zombie yeah. which i guess is why he does that and he doesn't ascend to become stronger or whatever because he said the, the the 
Vane guy says it's too much for some people, doesn't he? He says something like he that. He says it's too, he says says it's too, too much. much for some people because apparently, and I don't know if you picked this up through playing the game because I, I picked it up in the wikis, if you survive the gas or the visitation or whatever mm. and you don't become one of these black zombies, you are more intelligent, you're stronger, you're fitter, yeah. you're faster than you were before. So you're... Very yeah. much of the ilk of Days Gone that we played, in that like you're sort of a super being. Yeah. On the other side, if you can sort of keep your keep your brains throughout the whole thing, um, yeah, it's just that most people don't seem to keep their brains, and then they just become these no. these messes. So yeah, the the game sort of sets your driver up as somebody who's not quite gonna. You can kind of tell he's not going to be able to handle it. No, because he's, he's yeah, you're right. Because he's a bit of a he's a. It seems like he's a bit of a loser. People don't really rate. Well, yeah, him he as doesn't a seem to have driver. a he doesn't seem to have a partner either, does he? He's got a daughter clearly, but there's there's no woman in the picture that's on the. All no, the ends. and there's people. Like, Nobody answers the phone, so either they're dead or and as, not as you're chatting to the train drivers around you, like oh, they they all start apologising to you for the way they've treated you and stuff like that. So yeah, you're obviously not. Oh, yeah. you're not very. You're not held in very high esteem. Exactly. Um, the only other thing I wanted to sort of bring up kind of on this note, but one thing that we've never really spoken about yet is there's like, so looking at this, there are, if you include the sort of revisitations, there's 24 different stops throughout the game. About the mm-hmm. midway point, so 13, 14, and 15 you visit what is known as unknown stations and that is i think when you start encountering those stations that is like there's versions of your train that are being like sucked off by weird tentacle monsters did you see those i might need to look that up. um so you arrive at a station and it's like you stop in a tunnel and because when you get to the other side of the tunnel mm, yeah people it's all are, dark. yeah everyone's like why did it take you so long to get here and you're like well i got stuck in a tunnel and people are like, there's no tunnel from between where you came from and here and when you stop off in these tunnels you go through and there's like versions of your train that are like there's like a technical monster like around them and it seems to be like sucking stuff out of it but you oh, i've forgotten then, all of that and then you go in like, there's like a door that seems to lead to where the suction stuff is going, but it's locked and you can't yeah. get into it, and you don't you don't get to open and see what's Shit. inside it. So it's like various <sighs> versions. Even, it's even like this is where it gets even more weird because it's like there's various versions of yourself in your train because at some point mm. after you come out or before you go in, at one point there's because I looked this up, they talk about this train that went missing. And you go into these dark, right. unknown stations, and it's the train number on the side of the train is this train that went missing. So it's gone into this tunnel that doesn't exist and never come mm. out the other side. But your train what goes through. What is the number? Do you out. know what the number is? I don't is? know off the top of my head. So it's like a U. It's like a, it's like a, it's just like a U. It's just like a U four seven or something like that. Because ours is seven, right? Right, yeah. Uh, I think I read somewhere that there was only seven, so we've got the last yeah, one. Yeah, so there's another... So maybe it's like six It could, or it could well know. be. Um, but yeah. You reckon that's missions 13 to 15, Yeah, so I'm you? looking at... Yeah, so like station one is your Redmond, then you go in a place called Nimlard, then Keskus, then station A45, then Wallach, which is your first derelict station, then Midford, Bridgestone, Neville's A5, New Cosfield, Ristol, 
Hazelborn, Arden, then there's the 13, 14, 15, which is unknown stations, then the L Labs bunker, and that's when you arrive oh, with yeah. the sort of brain of the Yeah. The Guardian. The Guardian. Yeah. And that's where they start saying, How how did it take you so long to be here? And you're like, Well, I got stuck in a tunnel, and they're like, There's no tunnel there. Um uh... it's just another weird part of this game. And then you move on to mo- so that's where it's all that's we're saying that's where it's all black. Yeah, yeah, it's all black, and then there's like tentacles and stuff. There, you encounter a train that sort of it's almost like the tentacles are either grabbed on or sort of sucking on the train. I don't know what they're doing. Um, Is it? Oh, hang on. Is this while you're in the train or no? It's one of the stops. You get off the stops and then right, you, okay. you you walk past. It's all black and then you keep walking. Then you get to another. It's like another train and then there's like doors and stuff that you go in and get you you get your number eventually and then leave in the same way. But there's I actually it might be one of those stations, but there's no enemies either at the station. Do you remember that? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. One of the safe ones. Yeah. It's just another very odd. Wrinkled. Not this facility with all the red doors. That's where they were supposedly experimenting the drug on people, right? To try and oh, that could be. See if people could handle it. Um, Maybe it's some sort of a secret. Jesus Christ! This needs an extra playthrough. I think. Yeah, it's a bit nuts, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's totally. That's totally just ev- evaporated from my brain. That whole tentacle. Oh, tunnel thing. <laughs> I've tried to look for a playthrough really quickly, but I cannot find it. I'll find it and send you a picture of it. Yeah, yeah, please do. Um, but yeah, I guess that's that's kind of everything. I feel like we've covered most things about this game now. We've covered the weird theories about it. We've covered what we think about it. We've covered the the gameplay loops. We've covered the story as best we can. Um, yeah, <laughs> this is anyone can. Probably. Do you want to? Do, uh, do you feel? How do you feel about giving it a and a winner as you score on the twenty point I scale? I will give it a seven point five. Yeah, okay, I think. I think that's fair. I'd give. I think I like. I, I think what's interesting is we we generally land within like a point or point five because I think I would give it. Yeah. I would give this one an eight out of ten okay. for me. Um, I took the point five off for grammar. <laughs> yeah, fair, fair. It's disgusting. That language. Absolutely disgusting. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed this game and I thought that it's something unlike a lot of what we've played up to this point. It's just something new and it's something different. It's fairly modern. Um, mm-hmm. And there's, it's just a bit nebulous in a way that I find quite interesting. Yeah. But you seem to find frustrating. Yeah, maybe that part frustrated me. Yeah. But at the same time, I was enjoying playing it and looking at it enough to carry me through and appreciate it for at least that level of it. Alex? Can you hear me? Yes. It's time for you to tell us what we've got next. On oh. You oh, right. <laughs> I was trying to build it up. <laughs> Sorry. I thought you were just, it like we were just asking that. Alex? Alex? You there? Hello? Hello? So next up, we've got Oberdin Alex to play through. Yeah, the return of the. I'm Oberdin. looking forward to this because again, like what I liked about the final station was it was unlike stuff we played before. This is again is unlike yeah. anything we've played. Yep, it's mad as a box. Yeah, we're really we're really just throwing total like spanners into the works for the end of our for the end of the year to make our end of year. Revo- uh, awards well, this show is, this is the impossible. thing that we actually we need to start texting each other about. We need to decide what kind of format we're going to be going for here. 
for yeah. an end of the year discussion. Yeah, we definitely do. Which is another fun wrinkle. We have to have a... Let's, um, so let's actually have a look. So we have played, because obviously we've done 27 we've episodes done, now. Yeah, I can't believe we've done this. This, this we've, Have we been going a year? We've been doing well. We've now done 20 games. Oh, really? So by the end of the year, I'm assuming we'd have hoped to have done 23 games because we've got th- realistically three more for the rest of the year. Yeah. Because um, with Halo coming out, and we'll be doing that after we've done. Oh our yeah, we've, all, we've also got like you've got a baby. That's like, going to be like. That. I'm trying to play Battlefield. Yeah. You're also doing Sega writing. Like I'm, exactly when when you do a AAA game for Goomba Stomp, you've also got to do articles on top of that. <laughs> like, more. oh yeah, of course. Yeah, so we're busy. So yeah, it looks it looks as if we've basically got three games to take us to the end of the year, and then we'll do our awards show like right near the last week. Yeah, of and uh, whatever, uh, it's, so. it's probably a good idea that we start discussing what we're doing for that. But that's yeah. that's for non a podcast. Um, if we've got any like, exactly. let's get the let's get the housekeeping done, Alex. For my part, because your part's infinitely more interesting than mine, I am doing the Battlefield twenty forty two re- uh, review for Goomstomp dot com. So keep an eye out on Goomstomp dot com for that. They also there will be a couple of articles popping up about Goombas, uh, about Battlefield twenty forty two. I think I'm going to. Um, I've been trying to speak to Rick recently. I'm going to rank the game modes. And talk about them from okay. that, um, and then try and just dis- do just some general discussion about what the game is before we review it. Um, and then on top of that, I really have just got the podcast going. I think. Come on in, mm-hmm. tell us about what you've got on your plate, Mister Alex. So, well, I think we talked about this last episode, but obviously, issue three of Sega Mania magazine is now available to buy from the sega hyphen something has been store. posted to me i don't know whether it's issue one or issue three but something is en route to david as we speak um yeah well you, yeah i don't know it might be issue one i'm not sure i don't know what he's doing with the issue three he but said there was some sort of cool weight problem going on with issue three yeah yeah they used the wrong type of paper or something and <laughs> oh the old totally gsm over on forget yeah. that from my uni days <laughs> but yeah so he's yeah that's been a bit of a nightmare um but yeah issue three is the first one i was involved in so that one is now i have it in my hands it is a lovely piece of work that i'm very happy to be involved with um so yeah that is sega-mania.com just subscribe it is to a it. just do it focus this issue is focused entirely on the year 1992 so there's plenty of mega drive and mega cd games reviewed in there what no dreamcast there's pop culture stuff oh no saturn <laughs> good god uh yeah and then i'll be fully into into issue four which i, I think is going to come out sometime in the in the new year i've started i've played sonic chaos for the master system so far and i've got a few more mega drive games from 1993 excellent to get involved with good work so it's uh, it's good fun well done buddy right thanks if you want to keep up with the podcast and you want to send us an email send us a, an email please do just send us an email say hello or something uh yeah to... tell us what you you know tell us about what you think happens in the final station exactly Someone must out there must have played it. Why would you listen to this far in if you hadn't listened? If you hadn't exactly. Played Send game? us an email to a winners you podcast at gmail.com. Check out the video version of this podcast at the uh, a winners you podcast. Um, what do you call it? YouTube channel. Uh, you can you yeah. can tweet me or follow me, which is at David Smiley one D A V I D S M I L L I E one. And Alex, I've got you as Boomer Shooter, but tell me what you've changed to yourself to now. 
just just back to super three he's back to super three i've changed i've changed the future of this podcast so we can change it right back and you can send us a tweet to at winner our winner is you pod as well so those are three twitters you can give us a follow to i am and that's just to keep in touch with us so i guess that brings us to the end of Mm -hmm. the episode alex We've done Does it, indeed. episode 27. We've reached the final station, my we friend. We've reached the final station. It's in the bag. We're about to go and vomit up some black ooze and die. <laughs> I've been David. While a man shoots us <laughs> in my daughter's room. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, okay. You're about to be... Little fucking sneak peek. Alex has picked a new new father, picked the most harrowing game he possibly could have for us to cover before the end of 2021. <laughs> well yeah there was the uh the bits where you've got the baby crying in the background i i i couldn't tell the other day whether that was my baby or the game turns out it was both <laughs> to my head up i was like oh yeah that is my baby and on that bombshell i have been david yep. he has been alex we've been a winners you podcast and i'm out keep gaming